we're trying to get the word out to the community to brace themselves. We, we just hope this thing's not going to develop into a real puddle. And in a situation like this, you <clears throat> really don't want to take the advice from medical C minus astrophysics. What are your favorite kinds of words? We use words like honor, code, loyalty. Live from Clifford Studio in East Austin, welcome to Morty Unleashed with Joe and Jamie. And boom goes the dynamite. And boom goes the dynamite. Welcome to podcast number one, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Morty Unleashed. Number one. Number one. Morty Unleashed, where helicopters and astrophysics collide. And that's what we have. I'm uh, Jamie Frazier with uh, Joe Myring. Hello. And uh, we are Morty Unleashed. This is our first podcast that uh, from the Clifford Studios here in the high banks of Boggy Creek. Scenic. Scenic. <laughs> the scenic, there's dead animals in there. But uh, we're on the east side of Austin, Texas. One Lo- less possum, though. That one, is. One less possum today. Died in front of your house. Did, yeah. Gave it all in front of your house. Uh, I w- we just want to introduce ourselves. Uh, again, I'm Jamie Fraser, Joe Myring. Uh, Joe is a neighbor of mine, a uh, interesting cat, uh, someone that you don't really find often. And often when I mean you're lucky not to find him often. Uh, you try not to. By, by school is in astrophysics because he went to, got his PhD in astrophysics and uh, interesting cat. I'm gonna, I want to share a small story just how we met because this is will pretty pretty much tell you everything you want to know about Joe. Uh, we were golfing and there was I was golfing. You were we were, we, we, you were on the golf course. We were on the golf course. Yeah. Uh, we had a threesome and that's not sexual. No. And Joe, <laughs> Joe it was, won, was it JB? Who JB was one of them. I don't know who the third one was. Yeah. And uh, Joe wanted to join our threesome. Yeah. So we're like, sure. It's uh, more than a triple. <laughs> and so we're golfing around, and we uh, I ask, I go, uh, so where you live? He goes, I live on Clifford. And I'm like, I live on Clifford. And Joe, Joe was like, well, that's great. And, you know, he uh, we go on, play for a little farther, get down to uh, the next tee box, and up comes the golf cart girl with the beer. Yeah. And Joe, being trying to make friends on the golf course, because he had no friends, because he was a single, Joe goes, I got this, guys. Why don't you, what do you want? So we all grab beers. And, uh, she takes his credit card, cute girl. And on his credit card, it says Dr. Myring. The girl proceeds to go, you know what? You're a doctor. He goes, yes, I am. He goes, yes. She goes, my arm has been killing me. So as Joe takes his shirt off to wrap it around the arm <laughs> to fix it, he goes over and goes, oh, can you do this? Can you do this? Uh, you know what? You need to go there home. was some unsolicited medical advice. There was unsolicited medical advice. And yeah. then she leaves. And I go, Joe, you're a doctor? He goes, oh, I'm a PhD. Not that kind of. <laughs> not that kind of but Joe's an interesting cat, and uh, especially we'll, we'll talk about it more in our uh, episode number two. Um, we have a, a guest coming in, but uh, Joe is a astrophysics PhD uh, through schooling. Um, went to your school in, uh, you went to College of Charleston. Undergrad, yeah, College of Charleston. Uh, went up the road to USC, South Carolina. Uh, Not the, the real USC? The real, yeah, we were university before they were a, a state. <laughs> Yeah. Where, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in uh, in Tennessee, a tiny little town called Sewanee, Tennessee. It's, did you date your sister? 
Uh, uh, oddly, no. Like I was the only person in town who did not. Uh, <laughs> did not date you. Did not date myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting cat because uh, first of all, the name of our show is Morty Unleashed. Morty is Joe's dog. Morty is a force of nature. Yes. He is a pit bull mix, and his his actual attributes and and actually the best thing he's at is humping. He's good at that. He's good at rampaging. He's <laughs> he's good at just yeah, just being Morty. He's like literally he's, a force of nature. He's a force of nature. You yeah. can't really put him into a box. No. Ever. No. Because he'll just eat the box and then But if you go to our website and you look at it, you can see a picture of Morty. Yeah. Uh and go take a look. It's and, nice. And you will understand why Morty is on our cover of our podcast. He's a good boy. He's he, a good boy. He's, he's trying to be good. Boy. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. The way I met Morty, I met him, but the way I found out what his uh great attribute was is that he i got to take care of morty over christmas mm. and uh i was getting my laundry out of the of the dryer had a big pile it's nice and warm i left and i came back and morty was humping my laundry that's a boy so, that a boy such a good boy and was and was giving the evil eye like don't you look at me don't look at me don't look at me don't this look is me. mine this is all yeah <laughs> i was having my coffee like Drinking a nice cup of coffee, nice quiet morning on on the roof deck the other day, and Morty comes up and just decides to poop right next to me <laughs> while looking at me, like looking me in the eye, yeah, and but, just pooped up there. Yeah, but you gotta you've got to tell the audience is what kind of flooring do you have on your roof deck? Oh, it's turf. It's astroturf. It's turf. I, I can't blame the guy. No, he's like, oh, indoor grass. plumbing. It's grass. It's grass. I want to poop here. It's, it's in the it's in the Geneva Convention. Have you not read? It's fine. <laughs> But uh, Joe's an interesting cat because not only that he uh, is an astrophysicist, an astronomer, astronomer, which, yeah, but uh, he is a software engineer, but not by not by trade. Wouldn't it be not by training? No, yeah. no, worked worked my way into that. Yeah. And how did you work your way into that? Um, I oh well, I mean, you do a lot of it when you do a PhD or like get into that whole business, you do a lot of software, right? So like you're analyzing data, you're writing software to look at data, um, you know, analyze things, come up with charts and, you know, write papers and all that good stuff. That's really boring. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast is over. I'm going to poke my eye out. (laughs) No. uh, So like that's how I got into it was just by by writing that kind of software and uh, decided that like I like that part of it actually better than like trying to write grants and, you know. (laughs) Get money. Get money and actually. Isn't that the whole gig though? Get money. It is. It is. It it becomes a pyramid scheme at some point. (laughs) At some point it does. Like you, you know, if you're a professor, you you teach your postdocs. It's a goddamn Ponzi scheme. It kind of is. Yeah. But I mean, um, no, I like, I always, I really liked the, the research part of the game and like writing, you know, writing software was a big part of that. So like we write, yeah, we write a lot of tools, you know, for your group to use and end up doing a whole lot of, uh, like infrastructure stuff, you know, uh, setting up, uh, you know, data shares and things like that for people to use. Uh, so kind of like, I don't know, it kind of progressed somewhat naturally until I decided that I wanted to go that way more, you know, full time. Uh, and then I was either like, 
I'm going to move to Austin or to San Francisco, and I knew one person here in Austin, and, and it was a little bit cheaper at the and time. And you dated a man in San Francisco. And Yeah, I had to get out of it. <laughs> I, had, I had too many warrants. Too many warrants there. Uh, just family consists of Kim, who's, yeah. who's a... Uh, a beautiful uh, wife that has that has an interesting past of uh, work history. Um, yeah, she we'll she, get her on here too. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. People will be more interested in that. She has actually she, she's helped. Way produ- more interesting than me. Yeah, better looking too. Better looking. Yeah. Actually produced um, Bachelor, Bachelorette. Yeah. My six hundred pound life. Six hundred pound life. And um, uh, Chip and Joanne, whatever that fixer is. Fixer upper. Fixer upper. So these are all, you know, re- reality shows that have done very well through there. And she's got good stories. Good I love the 600 pound life. I love, oh. I don't like watching it. I just love the story. She tells me the stories are. Yeah. Why is it always in the South? Why? Why is it? Well, <laughs> ask yourself that. <laughs> no, but, uh, he has two sons. He's got Jonah who's four years old two? and, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, two. That I mean, not not yours probably. We're not quite sure. DNA twenty three and me didn't come back yet. And Jonah is a good looking kid and smart. So I'm thinking maybe not yours. Well spoken. Yeah, yeah, better hair than you. Way better. Yeah, he's got hair. And then you have Jude, who actually looks like you. He looks more. And how old is Jude? He is uh, six months. And what's the first word you want him to say? Maga. 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 That's awesome. Uh, Just to upset. People. Yeah. Before we. <laughs> Before we get into it, Joe's a little left of center. I'm a little right of center. We agree on a lot of things, and we disagree on a lot of things, too. We hate each other. We do. We, yeah. But we respect each other with hate. With hate. It's, it's just it's awesome. Respectful hate. Respectful hate. Um, Where did you grow up exactly? I grew up in Northern California. I was oh, an Air Force brat. Um, Dad flew in the Air Force. He was a. Uh, he retired out of... Uh, McClellan Air Force Base. Um, McClellan, where's that? It's in Sacramento. So we, okay. I grew up um, east of Sacramento, up in the foothills, a little place called Granite Bay. It used to be called Loomis, and then they got annexed, and now they're Granite Bay, but a cooler name, better cool. zip code. Cool. And uh, played a little football, went to UC Davis. Um, played in high school, too. High school and college, yeah. and uh, then I joined the Army, which was interesting. Because uh, I wanted to fly, and my dad was in the Air Force. He had nothing. He had no idea about the Army. And how'd you get into football, though? Like, what was that? Because uh, we didn't have a soccer team. Ah. I played soccer ever since I was a little kid. That's right. And soccer, to me, soccer was the best sport. I was skinny little kid growing up, and then um, in high school, I found the weight weight room. Um, but uh, soccer was the best. Like. Developed foot footwork, and uh, you know I was always fast. And I was I was I ran track, and I and I played football. I ran the one ten high hurdles in high school. Went all the way to NorCal finals. Nice. Um, and then, but you know, it was uh, I I love when people play multi different sports, even though their their main primary sport would be basketball or, or or football or baseball. But I think you learn a lot from all the other sports. Totally. Uh, it hasn't helped my golf game. Your golf game. My golf game sucks. A lot of work. No, it just it just sucks. Yeah. I don't think I could work hard enough. Uh, but okay. as soon as I got out of college, I uh, I applied for the Air Force and Navy and actually the Marine Corps for flight school because I wanted to go fly jets. Which one was like your top top pick? 
Um, I think the Air Force just because my dad was in the Air Force. Yeah. And at the but as long as you could fly, you were happy. Yeah, I was happy. I was. I yeah. I didn't care. Well, I mean, I want everybody wants to fly F sixteens, F eighteens, you know, F fourteens at the time, top Top Gun. Yeah. You know. Um, but uh, I went to. I got accepted by the Navy and I got accepted by the Air Force for flight school. And they had a two to three year waiting list to get in. Really? They, yeah, they banked, they banked pilots back in uh, the early 90s. They were banking pilots. Really? So what you'd have to do is you get accepted, but every year you had to come in for a flight physical to make sure you were still physically able to come back in. And you had no really time slot of when you're going to go in. And oh, by the way, go get a job because no one's paying you while you're waiting. So this was 90. Uh, 90, 90, uh, so it was 90, so it would have been like 91, 92, 93 in the time period that they were really short on pilots. Yeah. And so, um, my uncle who was a retired one star in the army national guard in New York in Buffalo, he's like, why don't you go fly helicopters? I'm like, I don't know about helicopters. I don't know what a helicopter is. So I went down and I did the ASVAB test, which is interesting. Yeah. Then yeah. you took the officer selection battery test, which is interesting. And then you took the FAST test for flight. And uh, I did really well because I had already taken all these tests for all the other services. So I came in there. I, I, I actually did really well on those and uh, kind of got selected. But the Army's, the Army's interesting deal is they're the only service that you're going to go to flight school. And you're, you're called the college op. So you are... You get sent to basic training with all the 18-year-olds, and you're, you've got a college degree, and you're going to basic training with all the other 18-year-olds. Yeah. And um, that, was, uh, that was interesting. Uh, it wasn't, I didn't think it was hard. It was just interesting. Um, a lot of kids were crying. They are 17, 18 years old. There were some older guys in there, but the majority of them were like 17, 18 years old. And uh, they sent me to Fort Leonardwood, Missouri. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, Fort Lost in the Wood, they called Lost in the woods. woods, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the first thing I learned about that place is they gave me like uh, an MOS. They said my MOS is zero two Sierra, zero two one Sierra, something like that. And I'm like, okay, so that was my MOS. And so you're we're waiting in Chow Hall line, and uh, everyone in my whole line is saying, "What's your the the, the drill sergeant going? What's your MOS?" And the, they're saying 88 Mike. And they're like, okay, yeah, and that's truck driver. <laughs> okay. Ah, so they come up to me and they go, what's your, when I get to the front line, they go, what's your MOS? I go, and we had a spattering of different MOSs, but you know, 90% of them were 88 mics. What's like frontline infantry? Is that- That's uh, 11 Bravo. 11 Bravo. Yeah. So I go to, he, my drill, drill instructor asked me, he goes, what's your MOS? I go, zero, two, one Sierra. There ain't such a thing. Get back to the end of the line. <laughs> so I go through the line all the way again. And he asked me again. He goes, what's your MOS? 88 Mike. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because you're, you're an E3. They, get you, they put you in an E3. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so I'm an E3. But to go to OCS, you have to be an uh, a E5. So as soon as you graduate, they promote you to E5. And then you go straight to officer candidate school. So... I didn't know what's going on. We're, gra- we're graduating from uh, from basic training at Fort Leonard Wood. And it's funny because everybody's parents are there and my parents aren't there. I'm, my dad's like, you're, you're graduating from basic training. Who cares? You know? Congratulations. Yeah, dad. congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Colonel Frazier will not be attending. Thank you. <laughs> like, okay, dad. I didn't care. And um, 
So I get up there and they go, we have a special, and they gave out like, you know, leader of the class and all this, and they go, and Private Fraser front and center, like good, and they promoted me on stage to E5. And the funny part is that now my two of my drill instructors were E5s, okay? So I got to stay there. I had to stay there for like an extra four days before I went to Fort Benning. Yeah. So I'm there, and they're like, they moved me out, and they put me in an NCO, uh, in the NCO barracks, and they like, and they they like treat you nice because, and I went down there, and they got my little chevrons to put on, which I, I'm literally going to be an E5 for four four days plus travel. Then I'm officer candidate, which you're going to get the shit beat out of you yeah. at officer candidate school. Yeah. So, and all these these guys that were yelling at me and were assholes, they're like, hey, what's up, buddy? You know, do, do, and you're like, whatever. And <laughs> you show up. So they sent me off to uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, and uh, which I just heard they changed the name to Fort Benning, Georgia. They did? Yeah. The, it, they changed it from a new woke name, and Fort Hood just got changed. Fort Hood got changed, yeah. yeah and so did Fort Shop Benning. or something, right? Yeah, which yeah. is interesting, but uh, the wokeness is creeping in into everywhere. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I ended up to uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, and, uh, you know, go to OCS, and then a whole bunch of different schools, Then I went to... Uh, Went to flight school and uh, so how long before you were actually like flying helicopters or like when did you? It took because there's a big delay and they shoved me in all sorts of other schools, <laughs> airborne school. You know, but yeah. dad, my dad was like telling me, "What school are you going to?" I'm like, "Dad, I'm going to airborne school." I'm like, "Aren't you going to flight school?" Because he's from the air force. Yeah, and he's like, "Aren't you going to flight school?" I'm like, You're "Supposed to be like, flying things." Yeah, I'm. I'm they yeah, but they told me that I had to go to this because there was a shortage, and they they snowbird me at Fort Benning after OCS or after I got uh, after I got my um, my second lieutenant. So I'm second lieutenant, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're going to here's your here's your orders to jump school." I'm like, "I don't really want to go to jump school." Like, did jump. we did we ask you <laughs> what what had happened is like because of Desert Storm and stuff. All these classes were wide open. They had to keep the classes going. So they were just shoving people in schools, in ranger school and air assault school and flight school. Wherever you're at, those schools are open. They're shoving you in them just to keep you going. You're like, okay. So anyway, fast forward. I finally get to flight school. I'm like, oh, thank God I'm in flight school. So so this is like 1993-ish? End of 91. 91, At the end of 91, so you're going into 92. So Desert Storm starts from 90. 90, like 90. 90. Yeah. Yeah. And so those classes, but all those people were still over there right. from there right. in Kuwait and Saudi Arabia. So I get to flight school. As soon as I get there, they go, oh, look, uh, we're going to send you to air assault school, yeah. <laughs> which is like that air assault school at Fort Rucker, Alabama, which I've never been to the South in my entire life. I never had sweet tea. I mean, I've been to the South, but I've never like been to the South. Yeah. And I had like I ordered you know I ordered tea and almost threw up because they bring you this sweet tea. What is yeah. this? And like I asked for hash, I asked for hash browns. And they're like, we don't got those. We got grits. <laughs> just buy any kind of grits. And you're like, okay, fine. Uh, you learn to eat grits. So uh, flight school uh, was in the army for a total of nine years. Got out um, and started flying for Continental Express at the time. Uh, and I also joined the Navy. Uh, Special Operations Squadron. At the time, it was HCS-5 out in San Diego. So I was flying for Continental Express. I was flying fixed wing for them. And then I was flying HA-60Hs in the uh, Navy out in San Diego. And then um, 2000, uh, 9-11 happens. And I get, I get pulled off from, act from um, I get pulled back on active duty. And 
from 2000, well, 2003 to 2013, I was still with the airlines at the time. Technically. <laughs> technically, and had a job going, I came back, but from 20, no, it must have been like 2003 to like 2013, 14-ish, I was, uh, I was on active duty, did 10 tours in Iraq, uh, uh, flying special operations uh, with uh, for Siege of Sodaf and Siege of Soak is was the special operation helicopters and fixed wings that supported the special operators for the SEALs and SF prim- primary SEALs and SF but we worked with uh, British SAS Grom we worked with a whole bunch of different people um, a lot of good stories a lot of good stories a lot of good stories so we we kind of have a diverse background uh, and that's interesting you know yeah. it's uh, it's what I, I love about, and, and, you know, I don't know how, how I picked Austin because my, <laughs> my ex-wife got a job and I was flying out of, uh, I was flying out of Houston and I said, Hey, listen, just pick one city in Texas. And she picked Austin. I'm like, okay, boom. And I've never left. And now she's left. She's still, I'm mean, still here, but she, she's with another guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're happily married, two kids. It's great. Yeah, that was that was my um, divorce with uh, twenty seven ex girlfriends after two thousand. When I came back from Iraq the first time, um, I got our divorce, and it was it was finalized like two thousand five January. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah. But but I love Austin, Texas, and I, I, it's a weird place. It is. Um, it's a weird place because it's like a little island of. I don't know, like liberalism, and you got like the big university here. You've got, you know, all of this tech stuff. And like, if you move twenty miles outside of town, it's a totally different environment. Oh, which which I also like. I I, 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 I do. We were were out in like Taylor, Texas, uh, this weekend. Totally, totally different world. Yeah, fun. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. I love it. Um, We were shooting rockets off. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? And why wouldn't you? That's what Elon Musk does. He goes to Texas, shoots rockets. Exactly. That's great. Why not? Um, to me, it's just, uh, it's been the center of things that's going on. You know, Tesla moves here. Uh, his SpaceX moves here. All the big companies have, if not their biggest headquarters here, at least their second biggest headquarters here. Yeah. Uh, the diversity of the economy is... Uh, You've got state government. You've got the um, music businesses here. You've got huge, yeah. Music is huge. The tech that's here. I mean, it's and then you get the University of Texas, which is you know we all want a professional football team, but we got it. It's called the the, the Longhorns. Yeah. yeah, we have a hundred and ten thousand person stadium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very, very, and it's usually full. And, That's, usually, yeah. and, and Moody, the new Moody State, uh, the new Moody Center is amazing over there. It is, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it's a lot of fun. There's always something to do. Uh, you're a big. You, you love golf. I love golf. I like baseball. Also, you like well on your because I was looking on your profile in LinkedIn. Right. Okay, and I think everyone should look look at his profile in oh LinkedIn oh because what it says is <laughs> he's got first of all Joe's got a turban, which I think is you're stealing some other ethnicity. That's okay, true, yeah. yeah, cultural appropriation. Yeah, yeah, cultural <laughs> misappropriation. Yeah, misappropriation. Yeah, and your 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 opening statement underneath your name as a PhD astrophysics has says nothing of that. Yeah. All it says is 
I like dogs. Yeah. Which is a great statement. I do. Yeah. It's and true. It's yeah. true. I mean, hopefully, I'm glad you're employed. So people looking for your for your resume online. People still hit me up on LinkedIn. I don't know. <laughs> like, do you really like dogs? Yes, I, do. I love dogs. I do. Here's my dog Morty. Oh, 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 Morty Report. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. Um, but uh, it's it's a place that, and that's what we want to report on. We we want to report on people that we know and love here in Austin, Texas, and uh, local things. Yeah, like, local. I things. want to go like from this neighborhood. Like sure, and move ex- expand out. Right. Yes, I love it. Yeah, uh, quite eclectic uh, people that live up and down our street. Strange, strange bunch. I don't. Yeah, strange. Is that the word? Eclectic. Yeah. I think eclectic. eclectic yeah, eclectic. eclectic. Yeah, strange is kind of a negative. They're strange people. Okay. <laughs> there we are. There uh, are. I don't know if we can drop names. But yeah, I'm not going to say them. No, but. we're just going to say that we love well, all our Jamie. neighbors. There's, there's Jamie. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, single guy just living it himself down here. It's great. <laughs> Me and my dog, CJ. Yeah, Christina James. Brown Bear. Brown Bear, who's a 15-month-old Rottweiler. 120? Yeah, she's about 110. 110. Yeah, 110. She's just a small dog. Yeah. yeah. But uh, she's, a, she's a lot of, she's a handful, and she, uh, she basically runs the house. Um, but no, it's it's exciting to me. I love I love podcasting. I do a radio talk show for sports on Saturdays. I dabble in some. Um, I I have another business that I do. And Joe, which is an astrophysics, what do you do? Uh, I am in uh, data data stuff and software right now. <laughs> data stuff. Data stuff. Uh, but but I mean that that kills me that. Did you actually ever work in the astrophysics side? I did, yeah. I did it for a while. Um, I Yeah, once I got out of grad school, went to, um, I did two postdocs at the University of Louisville and then uh, University of Massachusetts, UMass. Um, did a lot of fun stuff, like got to see some crazy stuff, went to Chile a bunch of times, got to go, you know, out into the Atacama Desert, which is like the most... The driest place on earth, basically. But it's, did you go there because it's the dark? It's it's dark out there. Or? Yeah, it's dark. It's high yeah. desert. So right. Like you want to get you want to get above the atmosphere. Okay. For telescopes, so you want to go high, and you want like low low humidity. No, and low light pollution. Right. Right. So low light pollution. Yeah. So there's not that many places on earth where you can do that. Is is McDonald's Observatory? Is that high desert? It's um. It's really dark out there. It is really dark out there. Yeah, there's, there's no light pollution. I mean, it is right. dark. There right. is there is nothing in West Texas. Like, you've driven. No, but I didn't think the elevation was that high. Yeah, elevation is not that high. Okay. So, it's it's not optimal. It's a good spot, like, for as far as, like, dark skies. Great spot. Um, but, yeah, like, ideally, you want to put your telescopes, like, at the highest point on Earth. Do you own a telescope? I do. You do? I do. That is it's not, a small one, not like that, not a big one. How big? I don't even know telescopes. Like I'm sorry, six inch telescope. Six. That's it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But and you call yourself an astronomer. I know, right? How embarrassing! I know. Are you sure there's that Jonas like toy that you just got? Well, I'd, so, love, I'd love a bigger one, but they're expensive. Well, yeah. I mean, what's a six inch telescope cost? It's about eight hundred bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it gets it gets expensive. Uh, so the ones that like I got to play with were about 
Well, yeah, the biggest one I got to actually observe with was uh, six and a half meters. So that's uh, 20 something feet. You know, 20. What's that, like $20 million? More than that. It's like $100 billion. $100 million. $100 million? $100 million. It was awesome. No, like I, it was it was a, a fantastic experience. Like so so fun to go up on top of a mountain, you know, in the desert in Chile, underneath a twenty five foot piece of glass, and, <laughs> and see like what the sky looks like. Uh, it's it's a really amazing experience. Well, I mean, I've read I've read a couple things. I, I do my research. Um, one of the most interesting papers that you were involved in writing, because you oh, are, oh, you, are, you are a PhD, and you did publish. get published. Publish. You are published. I mean, actually, a lot of publish. And I'm a third grader in science, which is great. Cause, and golf, too. And golf. And you're an asshole. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, but you worked on the Kepler mission. Uh, I did not. I did not no? work on that one. No. You did not. I did not. Did you write something of that? Kepler? Yeah. No, there's actually another Myring, actually. Oh, I downloaded the wrong guy. You got the wrong guy. I want him on here. Should we get... You got the wrong Myring. I did. I got the wrong Myring. There's like, there's like three Myrings in the world. Oh, that's you, crazy. You picked the wrong one. Oh, that's fine. But we can talk about it. Sure. I mean, what did you get published in then? So, my not, like, as it, not as published as Joe was. The, the real <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. So, no, like, the stuff that I was doing is um, we were looking at um, kind of like the what what happens to galaxies, like, when, when stars blow up and all of that stuff explodes and goes outside of galaxies and then comes back in. Like, how do you, how do you like, model and observe the star formation process inside galaxies over time? Over time, but everything we're seeing is already light years old, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So there's there's a way you can do that. So what you do is like you have to have a, like a very a very distant background source. Okay. Okay. So we have those. They're called quasars. They're sure, like, they are. They're they're called yeah. They're black holes. So they're black holes that are accreting lots of stuff. Um, and when they do that, they shine really bright, right? So like basically they're they're bringing in all this material and they start to shine really brightly. Um, so occasionally they point towards us and as that light travels through the universe, like sometimes it passes through a galaxy or like through the edges of a galaxy. Sure. And we can see that. Uh, how do you, how do you measure a light year? How do you measure a light year? Um, you don't really measure a light year. What you measure is kind of like the, how far the light has red shifted. So the universe is expanding. Oh my god! Oh my god! Can you can you, can you can you roll it back and lower it down? You know, Jonah is four years old. Jonah and I. Let's pretend that, that Jonah and I are both here. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, how do you measure a layer? Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. It. <laughs> That's it. So there's okay. So yeah, like how do you how do you measure distances in the solar system? How do you how do you measure the distance distance to the moon? String theory. Uh, I was going to say Bitcoin. But. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I know about string theory is is from the TV show, from uh, Sheldon on. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I know about string for, string theory. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. No, but I mean, like for for nearby things, you can like 
you can bounce a radar off of things, right? Just like sure. you do, just like you do with the military. Sure. Right? So, like, if you want to find out where a helicopter is, you you send out a radar beam, bounce it back. You measure, well, we all, we also, you measure that time of flight. Yeah, we we had um, we had actually Doppler. Right. It would work with exactly exactly what it was. Right. was. right. Right. So Doppler works because you bounce a radar back, and if it, or you send out a radar beam. And you get your return. You get your return, but if the frequency is a little bit different, right, so that means it's moving forward or backwards right. from, from the direction that you're, you're pointing at. Right. Right? We used it for Doppler navigation. Right. That, but we, I mean, we had GPSs that we, that was like a backup system. Right. Right. Right, so that works. That works pretty well for things like inside our our own solar system. Mm-hmm. All right, so you can like bounce a radar off of the moon, off of planets, maybe like Mars, uh, maybe out to Jupiter. I'm not entirely sure how far you can do that. With then, then who would be entirely sure if you're in astrophysics and your PhD that you say you are an <laughs> astrophysicist and PhD and you work in computers, and that's what? Well, I'm not entirely sure, like how far, I, this, this how is, far out you is can this get. A, is this an unprecise science that we're talking? Is this a guesstimate? It's an art. What do we? What art. do we know about outer space? I mean, ten percent. I don't believe in outer space. Five percent. All right, inner space. Uh, less than less than five percent. Less than one percent. Less than one percent. Less than one percent. What's a what? What is a comet? What is a comet? Yeah, dust, dirty ice ball. What is an aurora? An aurora? Yeah. Uh it's it's ions flying through our atmosphere. Do you believe that those people that were that were in the hail bop in uh, uh what what was that? Uh, uh he- heaven's heaven's gate. Heaven's gate. Heaven's Gate. Do you believe they actually made it onto uh, onto their comet Hail? Was it Hail Bop? Probably not wearing their Nikes. <laughs> Probably not. Did you see? Did you watch that program? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh my god, so good. It was like that and uh, the David Koresh program. Oh, was so good. oh my god, that was great. I, my my favorite thing about well, my favorite thing about all cults. Okay. Yeah. First, there's 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 a couple different levels here. Okay, and I you know I. Dedication. Dedication was always like you're dedicated to your sport, you're dedicated to your job, you're dedicated. There's dedication, but the um, the dedication that you find in these cults, I kind of appreciate in a sense. But then I'm like, what the fuck are these people doing? I, yeah. David Koresh goes like this. Okay, we have a whole bunch of married. I, first of all, he is Jesus. You know, he is. That is true. Yeah, yeah and and that uh, he. Uh, had a whole bunch of married people in his cult up at Waco. And he goes, hey, listen, here's a, here's an idea to get yourself closer to Jesus. You married people, you can't have sex. Now, the caveat that is that I can have sex with anyone. Right. <laughs> any of you guys. Yes. But you guys just can't have sex. Yes. Okay. And then <laughs> the Heaven's Gate guys were, um, I mean, true dedication. Two peop- two things that, that I, I, I look at dedication. Face tattoos because that hurts and that's permanent. Okay, you can't get rid of that. And two is when you get your balls cut off, and uh, that happened at Heaven's Gate. When you do it by yourself, and when you do it by yourself, self, yeah, that's self castration. Self castration, so brutal, so so brutal. But you know, I mean, if you're thinking about self castration. If, or anybody, even if, if anybody's uh, listening yeah. to this, <laughs> thinking about self-castration, you should, like, seek help. Yeah, or just step back. 
just, just that back. Think about it. Maybe get the face tattoo instead. Get a I face mean, that, tattoo. That's, <laughs> that's we at Morty Unchained are completely fine with you guys getting face tattoos. Yeah, I mean, that shows me dedication. Right. The guy walks down, you know, guy down walks down the street and uh, he wants to fight me. I'm thinking twice when I see that face tattoo. I think he can take punishment. And, uh, you know, okay. But, but you don't know if he's been castrated. I do not know. Sorry. Although Morty. Morty. Back to Morty. Oh. Mortimer. Oh, cha, 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 cha. Poor dog. Uh, Poor Morty. He's look, made out like a bandit. That guy is so lucky. I, I, I have my own homeless guy. This is a great one today. Went down to Gold's Gym. I, I work out down 6th Street on uh, Gold's Gym, so I'm always running into homeless people, which I have actually a pretty good relationship with. And there's this one guy that I've, first of all, he's the guy that told me he was going to kill me and slash my tires. And then um, there's a cop that was standing and just uh, thing. I go, hey, that guy just told me he's going to kill me and slash my tires. He goes, did you catch his name? I go, yeah, it was like, oh, what is his name? I, I remembered his name. I don't know how. Maybe he introduced himself. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, but I, I described him. He goes, yeah, I'll go talk to him. And he went over there and uh, and he talked to him. Ever since, and then he came back and he apologized to me when I was coming back out of the gym. He said, I'm really sorry I did that. I, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, all right. From that point on, we have been friends. Really? And yeah, and he is an interesting cat. He, he'll come up and he'll ask for money. And he said, I'm going to protect your Jeep. Because I don't want those tires to get slashed. And he keeps saying that. Now he goes in and out of jail. He just I saw him today, and I said, hey, man, where, where have you been? And he goes, oh, I was in jail for the last 15 days. And I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, I go, how was the food in there? Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible? Just, yeah, it's, it's horrible. And I'm like, okay. How could it be worse than... I don't know. Because they actually, they're well fed. I mean, we have yeah. mobile loaves, and yeah, uh, you have you have all sorts of places to... Be fed. I mean, they are an, they are a protected species here yeah. in Austin, Texas. Um, you know, I feel for them. A lot of them don't want to get off the street. A lot of them want to stay there. They they like that. Well, but a lot uh, of them don't know they're on the street. That's true. <laughs> this is my this day. So he comes up today. Uh, African American guy. He's probably five seven and and like not a big build. And and he's all he always tracks me down. And he's like. He's like, Jamie, Mr. Jamie. And I'm like, what's going on, man? And he goes, um, hey, do you got any dollar? And he's got this green hat on. <laughs> he's got a green cowboy hat. It's green, but it's, I don't know, it's cowboy or sombrero. I don't know. And he goes, hey, somebody gave me a dollar because I was wearing a green hat. They said, happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and I go, he goes, hey, I need I need to get a Coke. I go, are you going to get a Coke? He goes, no, I'm going to get a beer. But he goes, but I need two more bucks. I go, all right, I'll give you, I'll give you. <laughs> I'll give you two more bucks. And then he goes, he goes, thanks, Jamie. Hey, is there any way you can get me a membership over there at Gold's Gym? And I'm like, what? What? He goes, well, just for a month, I'd like to go in there, maybe take a shower or two. And there's showers down the street. And I'm like, I go, I'll look into that. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Yeah. But, but. I'll ask around. I'll ask around. <laughs> but it's interesting because we do, we have this one homeless guy that they actually asked to leave finally. Um, he would come in, he would come in and his, and his family paid for the membership. And I don't know how legal this is, but he, the family paid for the membership and he would come in all, you know, all dirty and smelly. And, um, he, he would go down and like, and he's a skinny guy and he would put three or he put like four, um, four 45 pound plates on each side of a bench. Okay. Jesus. Yeah, that's that's just that's three hundred and sixty is like four hundred and something pounds. Yeah. Okay. 
And then he'd go underneath there, and he's just a skinny, scrawny guy. And he would, you know, put these plates on, boom, 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 boom. And he'd do it? He'd lay, he'd, then he'd lay down, and he would uh, get underneath it, and he'd adjust his hands. Then he'd get up and walk away. <laughs> then he'd find him the next day. He'd come in, and he'd go to the locker room. He'd just go to the locker room, just hang out in the locker room. Yeah. And like not take a shower, just just hang in the locker room. And then the next day you come back in, he comes back in, and you see him over there stacking plates on the calf machine, where the seated calf machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he stacks it all the way to the top, and then he puts like a 25 on top that's like loose. And he goes underneath there, and he, adjusts, pounds. he just he gets in there, and he doesn't even attempt it, and he gets up, and he just leaves. <laughs> he does this every day for a week. And then Gary, who's the manager down there, is like, hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we're going to have to ask you to leave. It's just a cleanly, it's a health issue. Yeah. And they asked him to leave. <laughs> yeah, I but, don't know. Like, what do you do? Like, what's the right solution for? For homeless in Austin, Texas? Well, I guess, like, not only just homeless, but, like, people like him and, and the other guy you, you mentioned, like, they're, you know, mentally unstable. I, what, yeah. do you, what do you do? Like, we don't have mental services in the city. No, and and, you know, I'm... I lean to the right, but uh, pretty much if you want to go back in time and look at uh, the Geraldo uh, investigation, he was the one that put, first put the light on how they were back in the 80s, early 80s, when Reagan was um, uh, president, that they were stockpiling the indigent and the mentally ill in these uh, mental facilities, and they're federally funded all over all over the United States, and they basically just said, "Hey, we're just going to clear them out," you know, because well, it, that's a double edged sword because they were getting treated horribly. Okay? Yeah, it, is. it the, is, and 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 it was a double edged sword on that. They were that, not great places to they're, be. They're horrible places to be. There, yeah. I mean, they. I would say they were safer on the streets than some of the thing places there. It, to, it's a double edged sword, any way you look at it. So that's when. You know, they really got rid of all the mental uh, institutes, and they yeah, Reagan was the one who cleaned out. You're right, cleaned out like basically all the all the mental health facilities that were federally funded. Um, I don't I don't know what the right answer is. I think there could be like it's expensive though. It's really freaking expensive. (laughs) It's expensive to have like a normally like a a sanely run mental health facility that would treat all these people in Austin would be extremely expensive. Right, and but I would also tell you that it's very expensive for having them on the streets too. Absolutely, they they did a a, just a small sample, and they were they were paying a hundred thousand dollars per person, like this small sample that was repeat offenders that would have to get. Uh, get medical, they, you know, EMTs come down, they have to take them to the hospital, they go to the most expensive uh, medicine there is, is what's emergency room medicine, and that's where they'd get treated, and then they'd get released, and they'd be back on. It was it was uh, repeat, yeah. repeat, repeat. Yeah, so, it's a revolving door, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I, it's, I, I mean... But I think I, we could do more than what we do. Like, in this city, like... You know, we're living in a very wealthy city. In a in a very we we live in a city, and this is this is what gets me with the city is uh, it's a very liberal city. Um, I I like a good mix of conservative and liberalism all together, and that's that's the joy of me living in Austin, Texas, surrounded by a red state in a blue city. Um, but our student council that I like to call, which is our city council. Um, they spend money on things that are ridiculous. And um, they're 
you know, I, I can't I can't tell you how much it upsets me that the biggest thing I, I like to see is I don't care if you're a liberal or if you're a conservative, if you're paying taxes here in the city, you should know where your tax money's going. Whether it's to save the unicorns, which there are none, or you know There's not. There's not. There's not. But wherever it's going, you should know where the money's going. And they have a internal audit office, okay? I just want a third person audit to see where this money is going because you're all right. We are one of the, we are a very rich city and they're, the tax base here is huge because you yeah. pay taxes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. But um, to fix it, uh, I think the first thing you need to do is go down there and actually do, and they do demographics, but demographics are not how you're thinking, like the, if it's African American, Hispanic, whites, or anything. The demographics that I want are knowing is. The people that want to live on the street. There are people that you can give them a house, you can give them anything else, and they will be back on the street. As soon as you shut the door, they will be through that door. Yeah. I mean, there's people with just, you know, incompatible mental illness that will always be on the street. Sure. Like, until, I don't know what you do there. Like, there there are methods, I guess, to, to do that. Um, but there's a lot of people. I think the most, the majority of the people that are on the street, like, want to get off the street. You would be surprised, and that's what I, that's why I want to. I mean, this is my opinion. It's but the demographics and the, the guys the guys I talk to on on Sixth Street. Oh, they, they're fucking crazy. Yeah, they're, they're crazy, but they like it there. They seem yeah. to very they like it there. That's like the yeah. I mean, if you go if you're hanging out on Sixth Street, you know, cracked out at seven <laughs> o'clock in the morning, then you're not like you know you're not you're not in your best place. No, uh, but there there are very few single moms with kids that are homeless out there. There are a lot right. of programs, and right. also let me warn you on on the vets, mobile loaves and fishes, like the place in uh, East East Austin, like um, where is it, Decker Lake? Uh, yeah, it's off Decker Lane, off yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, like they're actually a great great um, community of right. tiny houses, right that, by the convention center. Right, right, right. and so now like, they and they they just got uh, funding for. Um, for the uh, 3D printed houses that yeah. they're doing, yeah, which I great. think is amazing. Yeah, and I think like they actually, I think they do it well. It seems like they have they have the resources there. Like they've got well, know, what they've done social, you know, social workers and like people to actually they they made a community out of it, right? And that's what people are searching for. Like even these guys that are on Sixth Street, they're in the corners there. That's a community, whether you like it or not. Oh, it is. It yeah. is. It's definitely a community. They know the cops. Yeah. The cops and the cops go out there and they do their job and they they move them along and stuff. But they're going to be back and and they understand, you know, what they're going. They understand they're probably going to go to jail for a few days and right. and come back out and but. That's their community. Now, he has been able to go ahead and move them, these people that, that are homeless out there and say, hey, listen, no drugs here. You're going to have a job. You have to work. And you give them purpose. Right. Uh, sense of community and purpose. That's huge. People understand that. You have a place to live. Like, right. You've got a roof over your head. But, yeah, you have to do something. There are some rules. Yeah. 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 And that's. No, I think that's really, it's a really, it's a really good thing. I don't know how scalable it is or, like, how do you, how do you scale that to include <sighs> that, the entire population of the homeless? I think what you awesome. need to do is open up your, your guest bedroom. It already, and, it already is. It already, Kim has already opened it up to whoever needs a place to stay. That's nice. <laughs> she, she's doing her part. She's I doing love her, her. She's great. I love her. We gotta get her on here. Yeah. She well, she needs to be on the student council. She so should. Be. She should. Love be. her from the student council. Yeah. No, but I mean, 
this is what I want to talk about. I, we're, I, actually, we had the, the the guy from Mobile Loads and Fishes on our radio show, and we'll bring him on here too. You did, and oh, yeah, yeah, we should get him here. And yeah, we can bring him on. And uh, we also, I I really do. We have a unique set of people here in Austin, Texas, and you yeah. you've got a, a little niche and like in the science department and, and science. Oh, we'll bring course. on some nerds. We'll have yeah. lots of nerds. Well, our next guest, uh, number two, episode two, is going to be uh, Tom Brown. Tom Brown, yeah. Who is a electrical... Looks, looks like he's homeless. He does look homeless. He does, yeah. He does. He's, uh, he's an interesting cat. He, uh, he's great. He taught himself um, computing. Yeah. And uh, he was an electrical engineer and a, a master's degree in electrical engineering. But he did not take any computer classes. He just taught himself. Taught himself, like ended up in Silicon Valley in 1994, 96 or something. Hotbed. Uh, like hotbed. Yeah. Like perfect timing. Yeah. Perfect timing. Like Did some unique things. Can't some, wait to talk to him. Did some unique things. Uh, it's Yeah, it'll be a good good interview. Yeah. But, I mean, I love the guy that you tracked down. Chris Lamprecht. Chris Lampert. Chris, uh, Lamprecht. Lamprecht. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I I think that's going to be really good too. Uh, he's yeah. uh, he's an interesting cat. He was the first guy that was ever court ordered in the United States not to be on the internet. Banned, banned from the internet. Banned from the internet. Yeah, yeah. And then he served his time, and uh, I guess he was just a wicked, uh, wicked smart guy. Uh, wicked smart guy, and uh, yeah. he he got picked up by Indeed. First employee at Indeed now flies like uh, fighter jet, fighter jet, trainer jets for, for fun. <laughs> for fun, like just a crazy story. I can't wait to meet him. And yeah. then, and yeah, then uh, we're gonna have uh, your buddy from Arizona, uh, New Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico. Yeah, Joe Burchett, uh super smart cat. He was he was born in a holler in uh, <laughs> in Kentucky. Did he marry his sister? Uh, he did not. Are you sure? It's, no. So, it's so not, 20, I don't think so. So twenty three and me. As far as we know. As far as we know. No. Super smart cat. Um, very interesting dude. He, uh, as an astronomer, um, works with the Hubble Space Telescope, works with ultraviolet spectroscopy and galaxies and the evolution of galaxies. <laughs> It'll be great. He's a, and a fantastic musician. He plays everything. He plays mandolin. He plays guitar. He plays fiddle. And like he does all this stuff. Just naturally. Well, I, I'm going to bring in from my neck of the woods is I have a lot of uh, buddies that were former seals, and uh, nice. they're, and they're in, they're in a whole bunch of different things, which is interesting. A lot of I have a, I have a lot of buddies that are former SF, and I'll bring in some other former special operation helicopter pilots, and they can all tell you lies about me too, right? Which is great. In fact, I'm going out to San Diego to uh, for a squadron re- reunion at the end of. Uh, end of June out in San Diego. Nice. So that'll be fun. And uh, I will bring cats back. And they, they are in, it's so funny. Um, they, all, the, they all do cool things afterwards. Yeah, they, they do. And the, the funny part is, and, you know, I don't want to call someone out, but uh, you've met Dave Kaufman. Yeah. And you'd meet Dave and you would meet him and not ever know that he was a SEAL. He doesn't tell you he's a SEAL. He no. doesn't, he has, does not look like the SEAL, which, and, and you know, not to my surprise because I've been around him for so long, but. They're all different shapes and sizes. Smart cat, though. Smart. He's a, he's an amazingly smart guy. Smart fucking yeah. guy. He is, he's interesting, smart. Uh, his wife is Francoise. He speaks fluent French. And, uh, he does? Yeah, he does. He went to DLI, uh, Defense Language Institute. Oh, nice. uh, the SEAL team sent him there. He's worked with the French commandos. He's done uh, a lot of really interesting stuff. Yeah. But I can't have, wait to have him in. And just, uh, to me, 
one of the biggest uh, accomplishments, not biggest accomplishment, but the, just the attrition rate at like at basic underwater demolition school buds out there at Cornell Island is like 90%. Yeah. You class up with 200 people, you graduate 20. Um, and it's the funniest guys that you'll, you'll never believe, uh, like Johnny Kim, who is, was a SEAL, uh, a doctor from Harvard and now an astronaut. Right. And the, actually the, uh, SEAL. Get him, on, get him on here. Oh, we can. We, we, we will definitely get Johnny. In fact, um, I've got Johnny's number. Really? Yeah, I do. Um, I love, love to and, uh, I would love to get Johnny Kim on but he's an interesting cat in the fact that, um, his SEAL instructors, they look at him the first day class up, this kid will never make it, you know, yeah. in your mind. And he's the last guy, you know, he's one of the 20 guys that makes it. Yeah. And that, it's amazing. And those guys are, you know, working with these guys. Uh, mind for, over matter. for It, it really is, these yeah. guys. And it's it's amazing on these how these guys did well. Yeah. Um, but I'll bring, I'll bring those guys in. I still want to bring in uh, local comedians here. I'd love to go down and go to the cave and uh, the creek and cave. Yeah. And look at some of the local comedians, get them on our show. I love them on, and I'd love to talk to them about a myriad of, ta- of, there's, of topics. There's plenty of people on our street that I would love to talk to. <laughs> there's some weird characters. There are street. interesting characters. They yeah. are. I can't wait to, to talk to, I mean, it to me, if you've never been to Austin, you need to come to visit. And if you go to Austin, you need to come to the east side because it's like the old Austin. It really is. Yeah. Downtown has been metropolitanized. It's uh, yeah. is that a word? Sure. I, okay, I'll, I'll we'll, give it to you. We'll, we'll, we'll give it. It's not a Scrabble game, asshole. Um, so challenge, challenge. Uh, if you want to, if you want, if you want to go to Blues, go to Skylark Lounge. There's Skylark. the most interesting people in the world there too. It's great. But uh, Austin, Texas. If you just throw a dart at the weekends, there's something happening here. Yeah. So you can't really mix. Now, if you want to throw a dart at the weekends, and I can tell you to throw a dart weekends, um, take off your calendar June, July, August, and September. September. Yeah. After that, October, November, December, January, February, March, you, you just throw, throw a dart out there. Yeah. Yeah. Just Summer look. is like the winter of the Northeast. Like, just a, no. you, you stay inside <laughs> and, like, you hunker down. You check. I got my. I just called Fox uh, Air. Con- I just called Fox Air Conditioning to give me my uh, my my pre summer checkout on my air yeah. conditioner. Yes, because I've had my air conditioner go out on me. Oh, it's not fun. It's not fun. No. It's you can't fix. You can't that. live like you have to leave. You can't fix that. Yeah. No, it's bad. No, but I, I'm excited about that, and I'm excited to have. I can't wait to have Kim on now. We've talked about, it, but I mean, I think it'll be good. I, wait, can you talk her into doing this? I think so. You think so? I think so. Is she is she is she, she scared behind a mic? No, she's good. She's good. She's good. Okay, she was just at the country western or country music award. Country, country music award. The one that was here in Austin, right? And she was she doing was the red carpet interviews. She was, yeah, yeah. Just random. We could talk about that. How did that happen? She's she's famous. What's she's Kim's famous? I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't get an autograph. I don't know. No, I have an autograph of uh, what's his name, uh, the situation from <laughs> that's um, scary from Jersey Shore. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's, that's only I one. have an autograph picture. I got one for Phil too. Why? Because I could. Where did she see him? She worked with him. So why? I was like, I want an autograph picture. Why did she work with him? Because I could. No, why did she work with him? Oh, I can't. Even, I don't know. Was it? I mean, was it on Jersey Shores? No, no, no. It was something else. Yeah, I thought I thought that was it. 
I, and I can't believe we're talking about the situation. The situation. Yeah. yeah. How about Snooky? Could you get an interview? Could you get an autograph from Snooky? I wonder what Snooky is doing. No one cares. No one cares. I mean, you, you did have a close encounter at Fresca's with uh, Matthew McConaughey. We had lunch. We had lunch <laughs> together. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other fun part about Austin, Texas. Like you never you, know. No, you do. You don't. And you'll run into a lot of celebrities and uh, musicians and stuff. And they, in the most parts that I've seen them downtown, people just leave them alone. Yeah. And they're just like, okay, whatever. I didn't bother him. No. I mean, too much. <laughs> the Wilson brothers were... I touched his face. <laughs> I just touched it. Can I just touch your face? Like, barely. barely. This isn't weird. It's, not not, weird. it's definitely not Don't weird. Don't make this weird, Matthew. No. no. Yeah. But, hey, look for us on uh, Morty, Morty, uh, Unleashed. Morty Unleashed. And uh, we're going to be Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. And as soon as we get the, as soon as we get the cameras in, we'll, we'll go YouTube. So you get to see us. And we will have a couple special guests. Like Morty. 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 And you can see, if you ever see Morty, hide your children. That's yes. I have to tell you that. Yes. Run away. No, but uh, Jonah's in the Paw Patrol. Um, we've got, uh, are you really going to teach um, your son to say MAGA? Maybe. I mean, it would, it would make me happy because it would upset people. Yes. <laughs> it would be happy. I would be happy. I know you would be happy. I would be happy. That was, I think that's a beautiful thing. I mean, I think Donald Trump would come down here and see you. Can we get Trump here? Yeah. Can I we get Trump so. on the show? Trump. If we can I, get Joe, or if we can get Jude to say MAGA, I bet we can get Trump here. Well, that's his first word. Yeah. 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 MAGA. Yeah. MAGA. I don't know. Did you see Trump uh, last night on the CNN? Uh, Increased the viewership by 7 million viewers. It looked like a shit show, though. But CNN's so happy to have him back. Because they, it increases viewership. Yes, the viewership goes crazy. Yeah. Sponsorship goes crazy. Cause, yeah, like, but all he does is like spout lies, and it's just fucking nuts. Oh, He's nuts for an hour. Well, it's better than Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Joe would fall asleep. I Joe. Just fall asleep. Yeah, just, oh, oh, he's going to get asleep. Where am I? Where 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 am I? What? what? Did uh <laughs> now are you interested in you're interested in uh we didn't talk about it could be but football season's coming up. Yeah. They just they just posted today, they just posted the schedule, seven PM of the NFL football season. I and I think like it's funny, like um I think this the uh the Ravens are in overseas in Europe two games. This two games. Year. Two games this year. Really? Yeah. Um, and also who's overseas, which is upsetting to me because if we would have gone regular season, Miami would have gone up to Kansas City mm. to see Tariq Hill mm. make his home stand, but they're going to do it over in England. Really? Yeah, that's upsetting to me. I like Tariq Hill. I had him last year. He's, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, Waddle, Waddle, Waddle and Tariq Hill are, if you can snag him for your fantasy <laughs> football team, snag him. Waddle's great. Um, we got to get you in our fantasy football league. Yeah. yeah. But what, you, you knew. What's the buy Like 200 bucks? No, no, no. Buying's like three hundred or four hundred bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're gonna have to sell one of your children. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Don't tell. Don't tell Kim. I can mortgage. I can maybe leverage Morty. Oh, yeah, Morty could just go start street rocking. Yeah, he'll make some money. Yeah. But uh, our, but you you understand the penalty coming last place. The bathroom. Yeah, you dress. You dress. Who up was like, in the bathroom last year? Uh, last year was me. Yeah. Yeah. This year was, uh, our buddy who's a, a robot guy mate his, uh, Matt Gresson. And, uh, we're going to get Matt on and we're going to ask him why they're not hot female robots yet. But, uh, yeah, but he's into robotics and 
He's he's like, but the the robots they 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 do are, are like lifting things, huge things, moving right. things and stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no. We want the robot, the hot looking robots. Sexy robot with Chad GPT opposite from Chat GPT. Yeah, Chad GPT can talk dirty. So you were you dressed up as I dressed up as Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible. Yeah. And you had to go in the bathroom for yes. for an hour for one hour, one hour. and you hand out uh, what you have is cologne, uh, mints. Lucy's, which if you don't know what Lucy's are, then you haven't been in in uh, in, in, in the south. In the it, south, it's yeah. uh, it's single cigarettes for sale. Yeah, and uh, hand towels. That's yeah. right. That's all you needed. Was a bathroom attendant. I was a bathroom attendant, and I actually had a guy get mad at me. Wow. You know, I'm like, and I'm like, dude, I'm not doing this because I want to be here. Okay, I'm not getting <laughs> paid for this. I'm not getting paid for this. Yeah. I'm look at me. I'm dressed up like Mr. Incredible. <laughs> okay, let's get this right. And like, and he was, a, and it was a little guy, just a little guy. And he's like getting, he was a little drunk uh-huh. and he's getting all right now. I'm like, okay, first of all, these aren't fake muscles. <laughs> I may kill you. It's mis- you were killed. Okay, this is how you're, are you, well, he was killed by Mr. Incredible in the bathroom at Little Woodrow's. So. By a swirly, by a swirly, by a swirly. He was drowned in there. Drowned. Little, the, uh, what I love about Little Woodrow's is. Um, have you been in the bathroom there? Yes. Long, it's yes. been a while since I've been They there. have urinals and they have a toilet that's right in the, right there. There's no, there's no dividing walls right. or anything. Right. You open the door, you can see a guy there. So nobody does number two there. Right. In fact, the point where they, the point there, they've taken the toilet seat off of that. So right. where you, where you have to go number two, you gotta go across the street to star bar and go in there, maybe buy a drink, you know, give them some patronage and then, you know, use their breath or not. Fine. But maybe, maybe not, but there's very, uh, classy, classy place. But, uh, you know, I can't wait to get the Tom Brown in. He'll be in there. We'll be releasing this really quickly. And then, uh, our next, we have a couple millennials coming in. Awesome. Awesome. Millennials that have kicked, kicked their nine to five jobs, both college educated and professionals have kicked their nine to five jobs and taken a blue collar job and are making as much money as they were doing at the nine to fives. And they have more time off. Are they happy? We'll talk to them. I, I don't know. know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think they're we'll happy. Find, we'll find out. Are you happy? You want to kick your nine to five job instead of being a blue collar guy? I kind of do. Actually. HVAC. I just want to do like woodworking. Actually. <laughs> what kind of wood do you like? I, I like all kinds of wood. <laughs> I like words. I like bamboo. Bamboo. <laughs> bamboo. Everything but bamboo. Actually. Have you used bamboo? Uh, not as a wood working. <laughs> I chop it down in my backyard. Morty, when are you going to give that dog a backyard? Oh, God. Soon. That's why he shits on your astroturf upstairs. That's exactly you know, why. That's exactly why. He's, Joe, if you gave me a, if you put indoor plumbing for me, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he just wants a backyard, and I, I agree with him. But. And when is that going to happen? Uh, what do we do? Do we do we go? Well, we got to get got, skirting. Foundation skirting is next. Jonah's going to. Jonah's not going to college. You know no, that. good lord, we can't afford that. ACC. Yeah, ACC. At, at that's best. good for. That's good for him. At best, yeah. Yeah, Jude. Jude's on the time frame. Jude's yeah. Well, can we get him going to college? We'll see. We, I mean, we got more time to ramp up, right? So you that's, got you know compound interest. It's <laughs> all I'm banking on. Jonah's doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, he might be right off. I can't wait till we can show you pictures of Jonah. He's a beautiful kid. He's smart. Attractive man. Speaks Spanish and English si. sometimes. See, si. un poquito, un poquito. See, si. yeah. but uh, good head of hair though. Oh, ungodly good, good head of hair. Yeah, not related to you. 
No. We're going to put a picture of you up and Jonah, and we're going to say, does anybody know this kid? Yeah. Because it's not, it's whoever Kim. Who's the father? Yeah. Have you asked Kim that yet? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why are you staying there? You sound, sound like an abused housewife. I know. I know. Does she know you're out of the house right now? I don't think so. Did she, did she, been, yeah. Did you put like in the in your bed? You shoved a whole bunch of pillows. Like just yeah. yeah, I have a robot that like just turns everything. <laughs> Robotics. That's it. <clears throat> All right. Like so Ferris Bueller's now. <laughs> So uh, we are going to wrap it up for tonight, and uh, we will uh, catch you on episode two. And you can look for us on uh, again on on all the podcast downloads: Spotify, Apple Plus, or Apple uh, Podcasts, Morty Unchained, Morty Unchained dot com, dot com. And uh, we will talk to you guys next episode. See you later. Adios. She hates everything.